0: And welcome to That Tech Pod, where we discuss all things e-discovery, data privacy, cybersecurity, and tech innovations. I'm Laura Milstein, and I know a little bit about technology. I'm Gabby Schulte, and I know next to nothing about technology. That's why each week we're talking to heavy hitters in the industry to help us break down these topics. This week, Gabby, who do we have in today?
1: Today we're talking to Pierce Larrick. Pierce is the CEO and founder of New Revolution Media, a creative media agency in San Francisco. He side hustled as a videographer and photographer for over a decade before officially founding New Revolution Media in 2016 he's an avid traveler and he wanted to start a company where he could take off whenever as the official two weeks a year vacation was just not working for him nor should it really work for anyone for that matter the lead inspiration for nrm media was to work in a collaborative and open creative environment and to have co-workers that shared his passion in the five years he's been in business he's grown an agile team of seven. And he's proud that year after year, they've grown and improved delivering great content for great clients. He admits that he is his own boss is a challenge. The stress is great, but he wouldn't change it for anything. Pierce, welcome to the show.
2: Excited to be here. Um so
1: we really want to pick your brain on kind of how you transitioned um from being, you know, a freelancer into a business owner and kind of how technology folds in that. But first just give us a little bit of background and what that experience was like, uh, you know, that transition there.
2: Well, uh yeah, thanks so much for asking. Um you know, I started my career, I was just so eager. I, I went to college uh, for a business administration at an emphasis in real estate. And um, I started taking these classes and I realized that is not what I wanted to do. I, I got to thinking that, you know, adulthood was just hating every single day of the week and then you lived for the weekends. Um, so, really, uh, my passion for photography and the creative industry. Um, started in college, I, I started by m- making a um, a photography company on the side. So that's how I made my beer money in college. Um, I would I would go to events, take photos, and then sell the photos. Uh, you know, and a bunch of college kids want photo they want photos of themselves. Um, Once I graduated college, I moved to San Francisco immediately because I went to college in L.A. And I don't know if you've ever been there. L.A. is the worst.
0: I heard that it was really nice to go to college out there. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly it could be that we both went to the same college. I don't know. I didn't get that shout out, but uh, I did notice that.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, college is uh, a bunch of different things for different people. You know what I mean? Like our college experience together was immaculate, you know, but I'm,
0: that's what I really wanted to hear. I just needed that reassurance clearly. (laughs) And everyone listening, uh, we're not going to tell you which college that was. (laughs)
2: Uh, But, uh, you know, I came to San Francisco and, um, you know, my degree was administration. So getting into the creative industry was very difficult. with each company that I worked at, I would try to wiggle my way over. Uh, And it wasn't until I worked for Lyft until someone gave me the opportunity uh, to do that. And um Lyft is a, a, you know, especially the beginnings, was one hell of a company to work in the creative space. Their their logo was a pink mustache, you know. So it was, it was just always fun. It was, it was light. It was the team was incredible. Everyone was just full of energy. Um, so that was a really great place to get my foot in the door from the creative realm. Um, and not only that, it opened up Uh, as they grew and became more and more renowned, uh, it opened up so many doors as far as the creative space for me. Uh, I then moved over to uh, uh, another company where my job was, uh, I was a one-man band. I I was a writer, shooter, editor, producer um, for a more product type. uh, What the company did, they were a liaison between big brands and innovative startups, and they were like a matchmaker. Uh, so as my job hmm. as the only creative in the house, I would do um, short form documentaries of these relationships uh, being built. Um, so that miss- entailed me me getting to travel around the world to these different big events, South by Southwest, CES, uh, Can Lion in um, the south of France. And I would just oh have
1: God. to. Oh, so jealous, by the way. <laughs>
2: I, uh, the only downside to Canline, can, can line, you don't drink water there. You only drink rosé. So, um, I've never been more hungover <laughs> in my life.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. man. Yeah. I feel you there.
2: Yeah. Um, and that, that, that taught me as a creative to like figure shit out on your own, you know, that you can't depend on anyone else. If you want to do something right, you do it yourself. Um, because I, I did a little bit of everything. So it also taught me how to think on my feet, how to be strategic, how to be innovative with what I was doing. Um, And as that kind of chapter closed, uh, that company, unfortunately, um, went under like many startups do. Um, I I knew I had the knowledge and the power to kind of start my own uh, brand and my own company. So I jumped ship and they were very supportive um, as far as... uh, me getting to do my side hustle stuff at the same time, as long as it didn't interact uh, the previous company, as long as it didn't, uh, it wasn't in direct competition. So I had a, a line of business on the side to begin with. Um, but because they went under, um, I then absorbed all of their clientele that that they had into my personal company. Um, so it kind of blew up from there. I was very lucky. I hired uh, my first employee within six months of, of, New Revolution Media fruition and then um, slowly have grown to now a team of seven.
0: That's awesome. I mean, you are by definition, a true entrepreneur in, in all of the aspects of that, which is, which is exciting. And you're the first one we've actually had on the show that I can say, you know, we've had different people on that have built up in that way, but you've really kind of done something unique and have taken uh, several different paths to kind of get there. And so, uh, yeah, that's awesome. And that's exciting. And I just want to kind of commend you on that. Um, And, and then I, I guess I have a question further on that. So how did did you use technology and entrepreneurship to grow a successful business would you say it was i know that's not necessarily your everyday, but would you say that that was something that you had to adapt to was that something that was integrated into that tell us more about what you're doing now and and kind of what that looks like as well
2: well yeah modern filmmaking and photography is completely intertwined with technology um the cameras that we're able to do that we use now, and what they're able to do, is unfounded. You know what used to be a ninety-pound camera that could record for fifteen minutes now it fits, you know, in the palm of your hand. Um, so the equipment that we're using, uh, you know, and one of the biggest things as far as technology that I I live by and I love is drone. Um, drone is in the past five years has it become uh, where pretty much anyone and everyone has one in their home. But before the types of shots that drones get now, you had to pay $20,000 to hire uh, a helicopter, you know, to come in. Movies, you know, the only time you saw drone work were in big Hollywood movies uh, because, again, you're hiring full-on helicopters uh, to uh, that you had to have bolted cameras on the outside that weighed 300 pounds to get a kind of okay, shaky-type shot of whatever you're getting. Um uh, the equipment, you know, the 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 standard uh, photography camera that we use now is also doubles as a, one of the best video cameras. The Canon 5D Mark IV is an incredible video camera, but an even better photography camera. Um, so it's and if you want to be kind of ahead of the curve in the photography space, you need to buy and invest in all of the new technology and equipment that's coming out. Because if you if you're found out by using uh, an older model by one of your clients, especially if they're technology savvy, they'll 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 uh, throw you out for someone that is using the what they consider the best and the the greatest.
1: Yeah. So Pierce, I want to expand on that a little bit. So basically, we're talking about technology and in filmmaking. Do you find it challenging that? Almost everyone has a really high quality camera and audio in, basically in their pockets now, like with the iPhone 12 and now with the new iPhones coming out, iPhone 5, 597. Um, you know, do you find that that's challenging because, you know, obviously you have amazing equipment at your hands, but um, people are able to access really high quality stuff on their own now. And so, yeah, just walk me through that a little bit.
2: Yeah. So, you know, and I I hate to say this, but really what a lot of it is a lot of these big productions that we work on is purely uh, perception, right? This is having the client feel Like they're getting the best and the greatest, the perception that they're doing. There have been shoots where I knew we weren't going to use, we didn't need footage from a second camera angle. You know, we're doing, we weren't going to need it. And when I explained that to the client, they wanted the second angle. So we would shoot. We don't even press record. It's the perception that that camera is there. So the same thing with your iPhone, you can do some really great stuff with your iPhone. And if you have the right techniques, you can make whole movies and it's been done before. But the perception of shooting with your phone is, oh, that's low grade, you know, even though this camera is fucking incredible, right? It's it's all, and this is not, it doesn't only lie in the, the creative industry, this is across all boards, that all you have to do is have a reputation that you are the best, even though you're using... Um, uh, you know, not the greatest equipment, but if you have that reputation, that reputation, the perception is that you're the best people will pay big money for that.
1: So Pierce, what have been some of the most challenging, uh, aspects of starting your business, not only on the more entre- entrepreneurial side of it, but on the tech side of as well.
2: The the toughest thing, you know, involved with tech is, uh, yeah, especially from a creative standpoint, is this idea that everything is instantaneous. We live in a world with tech and Facebook and Instagram where everything is posted up. So when in the creative realm, clientele think that you could shoot and edit in a matter of an afternoon. That time is, uh, the the further and deeper we get into um, the consumption and the vast consumption of, of the media that we do on a regular basis, The harder and harder it is to kind of set expectations that the longer that we have to be able to get creative and edit with something, the better it's going to be. People think that just because it's the creative industry and that we're creative people that we can do something overnight or in two hours um, where that's just not the case.
0: That's upsetting, Pierce. I think you should change that. I think that should (laughs) be your thing is we can do that.
2: Yeah, well, can you help? Please help me.
0: <laughs> that's what I have to tell Laura all the time. I was like, I need time to edit. <laughs> Please, She says that, and then I'm like, yeah, I gave you 15 minutes. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. I gave you time. <laughs> well, what's the problem? Um, That's interesting. So, So, Pierce... Based on all of your background and based on everything you're doing and and where things are changing and how things are constantly evolving in, in the space that you're in, what, what are some of the biggest trends that you see coming down the pipeline for business owners in the next few years? And how do you think technology will play a role in that?
2: Uh, the biggest trend, uh, video and photo is everything. And I know I have a biased opinion because that's what I do, but... Um, ads on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Uh, it's like feeding the beast. If you want to stay relevant, you know, just like I do on a regular basis with upgrading my photography gear as new stuff comes out, if you want to be relevant, you have to incorporate video and photo into your life uh, or into your business. So whether you're a restaurant owner you need to get your photos out there. You need to upgrade your your Yelp page because people are looking to see photos of your food. They're looking to see reviews with photos of your food. If you're a startup with a, a cool product, you're not going to sell any product until you have photo and video of that product. You can't. It's not just of, of going by referrals anymore. People want to see it. They want to experience it. They sometimes even want to touch it before they even consider buying it.
0: Yeah, that actually... Go ahead. (laughs) What about the blind community?
2: They're shit out of luck. (laughs) Quick edit this. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) sorry,
0: Sorry. (laughs) Gabby, you were saying.
1: Oh god. Um. (laughs) I forgot. Uh. Oh no. That made me think of, you know, also kind of. Like the Zoom community, the like I think it's sort of like small business owners, you know, having meetings or whatever, kind of tapping into technologies like Zoom and utilizing video to kind of connect with their customers or connect with their audience. Um, so, do, what do you think that kind of um, does for media companies? Since everyone is sort of becoming their own producer everyone's sort of becoming their own creator um and as a producer myself that's a little scary because then it's like okay um you know everybody's kind of becoming a a professional you know quote unquote in in that sense so what do you think about that Uh, especially since you know uh, you know we touched on earlier people have so much access to the equipment they need and the technologies they need to really do that.
2: Well, I think with any industry, uh, there's always a progression. There's always, you know, some sort of technology or innovation that makes shit easier. So more people could tap into it. Right. I think this leads back to the conversation of perception. Um, So yes, we all have this incredible technology at our fingertips. Zoom calls, I don't know if you guys ever went to, to Disneyland, but there's a uh, what was it a museum, but it's uh, in Tomorrowland. They had a museum where you go in into it and it like it's a rotating building and you see all of tomorrow's technologies like, uh, you know, before the refrigerator, uh, before it came out, the refrigerator that told you how many items you have in your refrigerator and it it would it would automate what you needed to buy at the store. Well, think about that. Um from a a phone perspective how long have futuristic movies been describing that connecting with one another would be over video like we do now Think total recall do you guys remember that movie where they didn't have phone calls anymore they spoke with each other through a shitty you know a giant TV screen, but it looked futuristic. So uh,
0: that's the key. It always looks futuristic. (laughs) You look, you go back to those and you're either like, how come we don't have that still? Or you go back and you're like, why is that futuristic? We've had that for so long.
2: (laughs) But I think, I think it took a pandemic for us to really, uh, you know, when it comes to Zoom, like this is so normal now. Um, When it comes to like the progression of the professional kind of videography, photography, technology space, I think there's always a, a level of elevating the norm. So yes, t- technology makes it more attainable for everyone to touch, uh, you know, this experience, this Zoom call experiencing experience, but the elevation to uh, to what we have, as, at least for today, is drone footage. So when we start doing Zoom calls from little drones that fly around our head, um, you know there are facets of the the production space that are still pushing forward you know it's not it's not like because we have zoom now it's catching up to what we're doing the technology of the production space keeps furthering uh, as well if that makes sense
1: it it does yeah and and i think also a part to could be that Really utilizing platforms, um, their specific um you know um specific niches. So, you know, for example, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, they all kind of have their own thing where it's a little similar, but I know Instagram kind of likes videos that look like they're on a phone. Or um, you know, TikTok obviously is those, you know, edited um but very digestible bits of, of media or content. So I think, you know, that really plays a role into kind of growing from a media side. Um, yeah. Last year's um, what's, you know, kind of uh, thinking about how growing your business, you know, is it, so incorporated in uh, what sort of advice do you have people who, are trying to do the same thing you did or are trying to maybe do a switch in their career and wanting to start their own business, but on the technology side, just don't, don't, they don't really know where to start.
2: Well, I think that's, that's a twofold question. I think anyone that's looking to start their own thing, you know, to be an entrepreneur, uh, what it takes is, is grit and perseverance. You have to let your haters be your motivators, (laughs) you know? Um, I, 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 I can't even tell you how many times I, I was told that I couldn't, I wouldn't, I didn't have enough experience. I, you know, um, and by people that I, I, you know, the first time I, I, I wasn't awarded a a position was at Lyft. I was told I didn't have the background to do it. Um, and, and in fact, I was actually moved from the creative team. I lost my position to someone that was far more experienced to me. And I was moved on to the logistics team because they had more background agency background, which I didn't, I was just self-taught and I was passionate. Well, uh, eight years later, you know, after that, I was then being hired by Lyft's creative agency to make production or to do photography for, for the team that I, I wasn't awarded to be on. So I, it one to become an entrepreneur. It takes grit. It it just takes perseverance. It t- almost takes a bit of stubbornness. Um, I I do say, and again, I know I, I have a biased opinion, and I live in San Francisco, the tech capital of of the world, really. But really, if you want to be a business, if you want an easier go at being a business, um, you know, there's two ways to be a successful business. One. Your product, your food, your your thing is just so incredibly innovative, or, or delicious, or spectacular on its own that that's and it goes viral. Then that makes you or a business. Not only are you good at what you do, but you have a you are a bit of a technologist as well. Um, you 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 force yourself to learn the do's and don'ts, what channels to share on, how to talk about your company, how to showcase uh, you know, what you guys do. So I, I guess um, really uh, successful companies now that are starting now, you know, there has to be a level of, of understanding and respect and incorporation of technology within whatever they're doing.
0: Uh, Well stated. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, this this has been an amazing conversation. We really appreciate you joining us today. So uh, thanks for joining us, Pierce.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: just listened to Pierce Larrick. He is the CEO and founder of New Revolution Media. You should definitely check him out. And I hope you enjoyed the episode um, all about tech and entrepreneurship. We thought it was really, uh, really cool to how a, a filmmaker can start a business and use sort of those skills to really propel the business. Um, also, we just want to say super sorry for the tech issues. Being a tech pod, uh, kind of embarrassing. To find more of us, you can go to that www.techpod.com. You can check us out on LinkedIn, Twitter at that tech pod. You can also um, go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give us a five-star rating or review. We would love you forever. See you next time.